0: Welcome to Fashions, an honest discussion about the beauty and burden of motherhood. I'm Emily. And I'm Beth. And we
1: hope these next few minutes encourage, inspire, and remind you that we are all in this together. This is Fashions, a Fort Worth Moms production.
0: Episode 55, From Grandma's Perspective. Welcome Mom Fashions listeners. This is Emily. Hi Beth. How are you? Oh, I'm still getting my coffee in
1: this yeah. morning. <laughs> <laughs> These early morning records are rough.
0: I know. I say early, but it's, like, it's not that early. It's yeah.
1: not we've gotten our kids up into school like we've been awake for probably three hours, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yes
0: yeah. yes uhhuh that that I'm almost I'm fifteen minutes shy of three hours so yes, yes. we we have been it while but um for me, it's my first full week in in back to school mode. You are a few days ahead of me, mm-hmm. I think, aren't you? yeah, yeah mm-hmm. yeah so yeah, it's still definitely. We're adjusting, mm-hmm. for sure, still.
1: Yeah. It takes a while. It does. It feels like it's such a hit
0: that mm-hmm. first week. Yeah. So. It, it's something, all right. <laughs> so we are coming up on another holiday that's going to be um in September. And I kind of think it's one that's often overlooked, and it makes me... A little sad. I don't know why, like, Grandparents Day hasn't gained traction maybe the way that other, you know, holidays have. I don't know. Maybe it's because we have too many holidays. I don't, <laughs> I don't know.
1: You said holiday, and I I have my calendar up in front of me, and I'm like, Labor Day, Yom Kippur,
0: <laughs> Yeah, uh, see? My birthday.
1: Ooh. Ooh. Yes. But Honestly, it didn't occur to me. I know that that's what we're talking about today, but it didn't occur to me that that was yes, it's in an,
0: September. I it is. That. Yes, it's on a Sunday in September. Hmm. Um, I think I probably should have known this before we started this episode. I I think it's the 13th or the 12th. It's the 12th. The 12th is yeah. a Sunday. Yeah, it is the 12th. Um, it's, that, hmm. it's that Sunday. Well, um, we'll have
1: to write Apple calendars, a letter, and let them
0: know that needs to be on there. I mean, the nerve... They right. haven't even put this on here. Yeah, <laughs> so just kind of thinking about that. We also at Fort Worth moms have like a um, a private Facebook group for grandmothers um, in our community, and we talked about um, you know grandmothers in our lives in the past and how. Grandmothering is just another stage of mothering. And, Mm -hmm. you know, the chances are most of us will end up being grandmothers at some point. So we kind of decided to create an episode dedicated to our grandmothers and also listening to what advice they might have for us. So we asked a few grandmothers that we know um, some questions and later on in the episode you'll get to hear their answers. You know the Uh, great parts of being a grandmother but also some of the the parts that are hard you know Mm -hmm. just like your old run-of-the-mill mothering like that doesn't magically change when you become a grandmother too you still have challenges and burdens and hard things so I think it'll be um, interesting and encouraging and you know hopefully things that we can tuck in our hearts for when we are later down the road with our kids. Yeah. I wanted, though, to ask, ask you, Beth, what is maybe, like, what's some wisdom or something that you learned from your grandmothers um, that has kind of stuck with you or helped you in life?
1: I would say the biggest thing that I've taken away from my grandmother and, and I have, you know, I have several, like we all have several grandmothers, right? We have at least two, um, possibly more. And one of mine that I was closest to, she's actually my great aunt, which we've talked about, um, but I call her grandma. And I, every time I host somebody at my house, I think about her because she always put together um, just such great spaces for us to be. She had a small house. There wasn't really a lot of space for, you know, my, my big family when we came to visit, but she would just create these spaces that were, um, you know, they were just, they were sleeping spaces, you know, but they felt special. They felt unique to each person and they were, Mm -hmm. they were always well thought out. And, you know, I remember sleeping, she had these big, she had these big like window seats in the front of her house. And so she would clear those off of any like decor and stuff. And she would, um, create pallets on top of them. And so I remember sleeping in her little like bay windows at the front of her house, you know, and I remember Christmas lights being hung in them and, um, And it was always all of the old quilts that, you know, her parents had made and things like that. And so there's just something about making a space for somebody to come and stay at my house. That makes me think of my grandma and how, um, how special it made me feel. And kind of carrying on that desire of wanting to make space for other people and, and, um, and what it means to just have a place for somebody to sleep. I know we're getting like a little bit like existential now at (laughs) nine o'clock in the morning.
2: Don't we um, always.
1: I know, (laughs) but there is something. And I, I actually, I have regular dreams about, um, big like family gatherings and there are so many beds and, there's just something special to me about mm-hmm. like giving somebody a place to be. I mean, you are your most vulnerable when you sleep, and so there's just so much to it. It was a sweet time for me as a kid, but now today, like knowing, um, like that I can recreate that for other people is a yeah. sweet, is a sweet thing. Um, she's also the one who introduced me to corned beef and cabbage, oh, which we talked about yes. in our soul food episode. <sighs> So, you know, can't go wrong there. Um, so just, I mean, just stuff like that. And she, she has always been very, um, she's just a great hostess. Like I think a lot of, um, like Catherine Sasser,
2: Mm -hmm. you know,
1: like just, she, she did so much with so little now that I'm looking back and seeing, you know, kind of the situation, but, um, but she was always just so like down to earth and easy. I I say this; she's still alive. I'm talking about her as if she's in the past, but <laughs> she's not. She she's just very good at at bringing people into her home and making the most of it. But I remember too that um, my papa, who is passed, um, he um, he was just very spunky and and. Um, and so, for her to be able to have the sense of humor to like be with him, and also just host and and be so um, like warm and inviting, um, it was just such a good combination. I yeah. think I remember watching. Um, WWE maybe WWF wrestling with okay. him in what the kitchen.
0: What is it <laughs> with grandparents in professional wrestling? Because my grandmother yes! also, like her, it's a long story. She got married again way later in life. Like actually, just a few years before she passed away, she married this this man and. He loved wrestling and like you would go over there it was like all they were watching and I'm like, what I do not understand this generation's obsession with professional wrestling Can somebody out there please explain this to me
1: <laughs> there's there's genuinely a part of me that's like, when is it appropriate to introduce my children to the... Like, it's not something never I watch Beth, on my oh, but it feels nostalgic. Like Oh, I my gosh. To. <laughs> That's
0: so funny. But, oh, like, man. I know a little bit about professional wrestling from, like, the 80s. Because yeah. my brother, who was older at the time, watched it and lived in the house with us. But then also because, like, that one grandmother would also watch it. So...
1: I love that it was your grandmother.
0: Yeah. So I have, I had two grandmothers. They're, they're both deceased now, sadly. Um, and they lived like just, I mean, I don't know, less than five miles from each other in the mountains in East Tennessee. And um, my, they're, but they are enormously different women. So, my grandmother, who watched wrestling, was very and I, you know, it's like one of the things you you just take it for granted because that's who she was, but like looking back now as a grown woman, you know, at her, I admire her even more and and am entertained by her even more because she was just so full of it, <laughs> and I mean. Everything when I say full of it, (laughs) like she was adventurous. You know, she grew up in the stereotypical like Appalachia kind of setting, Um, very secluded from really the rest of the world, you know. But like in her grown up years, you know, she just like she went to Hawaii, which she would have called Hawaii you know she just did like adventure she loved a deer hunt like well into her 60s you know she loved fishing she bought a pontoon boat she got a sectional when it was cool she had a water bed I mean like she just was that kind of lady yeah. she would wear red berets I mean like, I love it yeah. oh
1: the beret that was my yes. grandmother too and I remember she bought me one and I wore it For years. Yeah. I need a beret. Okay, go ahead.
0: Go ahead. She loved, (laughs) like, she loved games. She played uh, Rook religiously. I mean, the card game Rook, like, she was all about betting. She loved gambling. But, I mean, yeah. Uh, She was, like, she was just funny and, like, caring, like, really, just really spunky. And... My other grandmother, who's equally as wonderful, never learned to drive a car like she never got a driver's license, was much more of like a routine, really enjoyed like home life. You know, like mm-hmm. she got her hair done every Friday without fail. But like somebody had to take her because she can't <laughs> she could never drive, you know, <laughs> so she like going to flea markets I mean, both of my grandmothers had the knack of making you feel um, nurtured and cared for, you know, when you were in their homes. They they did it in different ways, but my spunky grandmother passed away when I was in college from a car accident. And so I kind of lost some time. I think I would have enjoyed getting to know her more as an adult. But my other grandmother, she was actually my last kind of like living parental figure. She passed away after my parents. And so um, she got to meet Anna, you know, on a few occasions. And I really had like the joy of being able Like, to be in her home for a lot longer. And I got to really even know her better. Because, like, you you get to know your grandparents better as adults, you know? Like, you, you just understand them better. And she, for me at least, was never, like, judgmental. Like, one thing from her that I could say that I would want to be better to emulate with my own kids in particular is that she really did just accept you and love you for however you were even when you know she might have been mistreated for you know like even when people took advantage of that I don't know she she just had that that kind of knack for accepting people and feeding people you know, yes. like she always had food. So, yeah, those are things I, you know, kind of learned from my my grandmothers. It's okay to embrace your quirkiness and some, <laughs> your sense of adventure. Um, but also just that, like, accepting, welcoming environment, you know. And I mm-hmm. I think it's kind of interesting, like, how is it that grandmothers do that? I mean, we have three very different grandmothers, but we yeah. all have these feelings of them creating like a space, you know, for us.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking about that while you were talking because I think just the idea of a grandmother, it just is that one of those like warm, fuzzy, you know, like I have such a, I don't know, such a warm like feeling towards. Just grandmothers in general. I feel <laughs> right. like
0: you know, and I feel yeah. like
1: every like that's kind of universal, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's sort of this
0: the stereotype, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and and they're all different because every woman is different. I think a mature motherhood, you know, like that's what I was
0: gonna say. Like yes. you're so far down the path of motherhood, you've you've gotten to the grown part of your kids. Yes. Yes, And I think maybe it's just an acceptance of you don't have control. You know, like it's just yeah. an acceptance of it's going to be what it's going to be. And yeah. there's, for at least the women that I've come in contact with in my life, who I think maybe I would say, quote unquote, do a good job of being mm-hmm. a grandmother, is this relaxed kind of element about yes. them. Yes. This episode is brought to you by Fort Worth Moms, an online parenting resource to encourage and inspire moms in North Texas and all over the world. Being a grandmother is not warm and fuzzy all the time, right? Like Mm -mm. uh, grandkids can annoy you. (laughs) There Mm -hmm. will be some grandkids that you connect with easier than some grandkids that you don't. Like, you're just not going to jive with some of them, like different personalities. I mean, like, there are also hard parts to it. I think both things are true, right? Just how, like, our kids can really get on our nerves, Mm -hmm. right? And we can actually not like them in a moment. (laughs) But we still love them, and we still give of ourselves of them, you know? In some ways, that was comforting to me in that motherhood— it, it, while it can be a little different, it's, it also kind of doesn't change, yeah. you know, like, yeah, You <laughs> so how you kind of say, people say, oh, well, does it get easier? And you're like, well, it just gets different. different. Like, yeah, there's yes. this element that never changes. It just, yeah, but there, yeah. but then there is some difference. So it's like, I'm well, talking out of two sides of my mouth,
1: home, right? Yeah, like you I, get guess to- so. <laughs> I guess so. I guess so that's always the joke. Well, and and I like that you bring that up because that's really like kind of the the reason that um I wanted to do this episode was because you know, I I know that we've talked before about like the uninvolved grandparent. You know, you and I both have our own histories with that and we've heard from a lot of women, I mean a lot of women oh my that gosh, resonate yes. with that and and the pain that it causes. But I think that we forget,
0: like we were talking about, we have that stereotype of a grandmother, yeah. right? These expectations of like yes. what we think our mother should, or sometimes I think we're even more severe for like whoever's the con- like the in law. <laughs> like, well, I have yes. expectations for how I think or what I want for my kids, you know. Yeah. In this,
1: yeah, and I I feel like as moms, it's easy for us to forget to offer grace to our own moms as grandmothers, because we're dealing with the natural generational, like we're going to parent a little bit differently, right? But when we send our kids to our our mom's house, they're going to parent the way that they parented us, And so then, you know, we can get very like nitpicky about things. We can get very Mm -hmm. um, frustrated when our parents maybe don't seem as willing or interested to just take our kids on a whim and, you know, take them on vacations or keep them for overnight or a week or whatever. And we kind of forget the humanity and the motherhood that grandmothers have you know like yes we have this ideal of a grandmother but they're also I mean they're also still moms like so Mm. you know they're gonna be tired and our kids are gonna get on their nerves sometimes yeah and and just the
0: whole like hierarchy changes as well oh yeah you know like we're the you and I right now are the boss of our crew Right. Yep. But then the yep. hierarchy shifts and that can be difficult as well. You know, yeah. I'm sure I'll have a, just a fantastic adjustment with that. <laughs> right. When our daughters are right.
1: telling us mm-hmm. how to, how to take care of a child. Right. You're like, like, um, excuse me. Are you kidding me, me right now? You are a grown woman. I did that. <laughs> I did that. Yeah. Uh, thank you. you I know, know a thing or
0: two about this. Yes. Yeah, right.
1: right. But the humility, that it takes to be a grandmother. I mean, that's a that's a big ask. That's a big ask. Yeah. Well, after all of our speculating, I'm <laughs> especially excited to hear from women who know what they're talking about on this subject and hear some hearts of grandmothers in our community. So we are going to switch over and give them the mic and just hear from from some grandmas.
3: One of my favorite things in life at this stage is I get to be a Gigi or a grandmother to eight-year-old Owen, six-year-old Reed, and eight-month-old Madeline Grace. One of the greatest joys that comes with that is the conversation that I get to have as they get a little bit older. And I remember a couple of years ago, I was visiting with Reed And we were talking about God in heaven and Reed looked at me and he said, Gigi, when you get to heaven, would you tell Dodd, D-O-D Dodd, that I want to be by you? I said, you bet I will. I will let God know. And then I stopped and went, I will ask God, please, if he'll let us be together. And I'm sure he will and i had to laugh at myself because I, I was so surprised that not only do i love them deeply but i also have a fierce defensive love for them as well that that um I, it's just a fierce love for these three that will defend them at all costs and so that's one of the things i enjoy is just the conversations that we get to have as they're older and then one of the harder things is that you know just by age just my lack of energy You know, it takes energy to keep up with those little ones. And I just look at the moms and I'm just amazed at the constant energy that they have to take care of those children. And I so envy that, that I have a limited supply. The other thing I found is I can worry. You know, I'm I'm not so busy fixing their lunches and doing their laundry and all of that, that I have more time to think think and to worry. And I have to be careful not not to go down that road. One thing I would say to new moms, actually there's two. I would if if you're married, I would say try to keep your husband, uh give him his priority in the home. It's just so easy for us moms to just relish in that role of taking care of our children. We're just so wired to do that, that I think we can often leave the husband out and I I I did not do this very well. So that's why that I know uh I I, I this is just one of my thoughts towards young moms is give that husband his place in the home because those kids are going to grow up and leave. And so we want to make sure we nurture that relationship. Lastly, don't worry about your house. You can clean house later, play, have fun with the kids and enjoy them.
2: My name is Drinda Killian. I am just the very honored grandmother of 12 grandchildren who I adore. I mean, just love them all. And Beth has asked me just to briefly answer four questions about being a grandma, my perspective. She asked me, what is the hardest burden of being a grandmother? The most difficult thing for me is to be available but not interfere with the goals, the methods, that my adult children, who are very capable, um, have chosen to put in place for their children. It's not my parenting time now, it's theirs. And um, just to be blunt, to butt out and let them learn the way I learned. and. Uh, let them be who they are as parents. It may not be just like I did it. As a matter of fact, many times, quite frankly, it's a lot better than I did it. So, and then um, number two, what is the greatest joy as a grandmother? Getting to be a part of my grands' lives, watching them develop. um, You know, as a young mom, I had four children. Um, They ranged in age from baby to 13. And uh, it was very, very busy. And I thoroughly enjoyed them as much as I could. But I find as a grandmother, have a lot more time to slow down, notice the details of my grandchildren and not just rush them from one thing to the other. I really enjoy just being in the details of watching them grow up and become just wonderful young men and women. I would say to my young mothers, that, uh, as a grandmother, I love being a part of your lives, and um it's it's fun, you know, to be a part of what's going on, but I don't desire to be in every detail or dominate your lives at all. I just would like to be a part of it um There's a balance there, and you have to find it with each child. And I think I try really hard to be what is helpful to them, but um, finding that can be difficult, I have to admit. I, I sometimes, you know, overstep my boundaries, and then other times I look back and... I just wish I would have been a little more proactive. So the hardest thing is finding that balance of not interfering, not being bossy, not sighing and grieving, but just letting them uh, enjoy you and you enjoy them. Even if you disagree on things, that's okay. You can still love your child and still be a good grandma. I mean, come on, treat people the way you want to be treated with respect and kindness. It generally works out. And then number four, what is the one piece of advice you would share with a young mom? I I don't think this is going to be new news, but um, social media and just this whole instant gratitude, have everything, really puts more pressure on you young mothers than I ever had as a young mom. So my advice would be, don't sweat the small stuff. And here's the small stuff. Um, Let them fail occasionally. And I mean, even at school, if they don't do their homework, if they choose not to do their chores. Allow them to feel the consequences of their bad choices. And then one more, it's such a short time, this mommyhood part, slow down, enjoy the moments as much as you can because um, it does really go by fast.
1: This is Beth. And I am NOT a grandmother but we had a sweet member of our team respond to our questions for grandmothers in a written format and so I'm gonna read that to you because she had such sweet answers and I want you all to be able to share in her wisdom as well we asked what is the hardest burden of being a grandmother and Len says My daughter is a single mom, and watching her do this all on her own is the biggest burden. We asked her what her greatest joy as a grandmother is. She said all the cuddles and love, hands down. We asked her what was one thing she wishes moms knew about the mom-grandmother relationship. She shares, this relationship can be a struggle. We are used to being the one making the rules and being the one in charge. What grandmothers need to remember is that's not your role here. Your role is to be a support. If there are rules your child doesn't have for your grand, that's their choice. Do not override them. If they have a different choice of discipline than you did, that's okay. If you watch your grand at your place without their parents, make sure and discuss any differing rules you may have for your house prior. This reduces conflict. I've heard many people say, It's my job to spoil them. No, it's not. Your job is to support your child while they raise theirs. To love both your child and your grandchild unconditionally. And finally, we asked, What is one piece of advice you would share with a young mom? Len says, no one has all the answers. You will do just fine. And I agree
3: with her. You are doing a great job, Mama.
0: As always, visit fwmoms.com to see the notes from this show, including links to products and content mentioned in this episode. And one more time, just in case you missed it, fwmoms.com. Fort Worth Moms.